Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Monster Dear Monster, a monster podcast where we explore monsters in various medias. Monsters. I'm <laughs> once again joined by my co-hosts, Cameron. Hello. And Dave. Hola. Uh, and we're here today to talk about a mm, less of a monster and more of a mythical creature. Um, mm. uh, although uh, th- this this mythical creature uh, in the media that we're talking about today does kill two people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some okay. Good. Um, <laughs> we today we're talking about unicorns. Yeah. Specifically, Unico, the baby <laughs> unicorn. Oh, yeah, it's it's cute, really, the way it pretends it's people. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be uh, talking about two films: The Adventures of Unico and uh, Unico in the Island of Magic, a movie title that still drives me absolutely crazy. <laughs> It's it, it's not on the island of magic. No, no, it's in. It's in <laughs> specifically in the bedrock of the island of magic. Uh, but before we get to all the baby, the murderous baby unicorn action, we have to do. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we have to uh, get to yokai of the week. Today we're going to be pulling from G and H in uh, from Wikipedia's list of le- legendary creatures from Japan. So, Dave, uh, go ahead and roll them. Twenty-six. Yay! Ooh, okay, <laughs> okay, a lot of counting to do. <laughs> Is it the Hioribo? That's what I got, but that's just linking to our favorite Konjaku Gazu Hizoko Hyaki. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> so, no. That one won't they got us again. Um, here, we'll do... Let's do this. 14. All right. All right, These Dave's rolling powers. his patented yeah. silent dice. That's right. Uh, <laughs> God, I would actually pay a lot of money for silent dice. At D&D, Dang it. But, um, <laughs> what, did they lead us astray? No, there's no link. <laughs> oh, is it the Haradashi? Yeah. Oh, God damn it. I think I read a book about those once, actually, but that was when I was, like, 12. Okay, so. um, plus one. <laughs> We've added a modifier. Plus one. Hario Nako? This one has a link. It's oh. very small. It's very small. Wow, that's incredibly small. Okay. 
<laughs> wow, we're just we're batting for not a hundred. Um, we're, we're really good. At, let's just let's just cover this one. It's fine. There's stuff to talk about. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, that's been Yokai of the Week. No, so 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 we are covering this, right? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I, I get to read the it's tiny just... paragraph. Excellent. Yeah, so uh, you, so uh, this one's brought to you by Citation Needed. Uh, so that gives you all you need to know about the potential veracity of this page. Uh, so this is the Harionago or the Hariona, uh, a frightening female ghoul from Japanese mythology. Her name literally meaning barbed woman. Uh, she's said to be a beautiful woman with extremely long hair tipped with thorn-like barbs. So, <laughs> fair, good start. Um, her hair is under her direct control and she uses it to... Inst- Wait, this is a JoJo's reference. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> God, a Rocky. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, her hair is under her direct control and she uses it to ensnare men. Uh, she's said to wander the roads of the Japanese prefecture of Ehime on the island of Shikoku. When she finds a young man, she will laugh at him. And if the young man dares to laugh back, Harionago will drop her terrible barbed hair and attack. <laughs> Which it seems. I mean, you started it. You laughed first. I, I, maybe I, he's just trying to be friendly. I love. I love yokai interactions. Like it's amazing to me. Like the rules. Mm. It's like the. It's like like the grains of rice with like a vampire. It's like yeah. oh yeah, you don't know that she's. You don't know that she's an oni until you like hop on one foot counterclockwise <laughs> three times, and then she just rip your face off. Yep. <laughs> oh, up, man. There's always something, and I love that. It's just like, yep, and and then you laugh back at her, and then she just summons Attacks her you. hair to attack Yeah, you. yeah. Which, oh, man. I mean, that's a, that's a kind of tentacle power, really. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just there's such a weird thing like she laughs at you first and then if you laugh back she attacks you i'm like i'm a socially awkward person i would probably laugh because i thought it was the thing i was meant to be doing <laughs> not out of any spite for this yokai wandering around and then i get attacked yeah where would that leave me then you're getting murdered by hair that's what you get for mm-hmm. for trying to be polite <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I am laughing now. Oh god. <laughs> Maybe your own hair will attack you now. Uh it already does that. <laughs> you would not believe the number of times I've had a hand like stuck to the back of my head in the shower because my hair knots around my fingers. <laughs> Should really get it cut, but I like having it long. Um <laughs> my my personal my personal grooming aside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, th- that is literally all the information we have. Yeah, and I, someone has gone meticulously through and just put citation needed <laughs> next to every claim article. <laughs> yeah, I checked out both of the links that it's referencing, but there, there's nothing mm. extra that's useful. No good. No, they pretty yeah. much just translated the link from the Harionago um, Mizuki Road no Yokai Tachi. Mm. 
Yeah. Which had a cool little statue in it, but the picture is useless here. In this oh, yeah. Case. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, well, I guess that uh, that was indeed Yokai of the Week. Bum, 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 ba, dum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about something we have actual information on. <laughs> do, do we do we really have any actual information on this, or was this a a, a collective fever dream? Because I mean, yeah, I did have a really weird stew for dinner right before watching this, so <laughs> probably didn't. It's help. not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Um, yeah, take take it away, Leonard. <laughs> oh man, okay. So <clears throat> we're talking about Unico, the mm-hmm. adorable. Oh, it's <laughs> very adorable, apparently. <laughs> uh, the adorable baby unicorn, a uh, mm-hmm. uh, character created by Azuma Azumu. Uh, tez- oh, I'm gonna uh, need some help here. That is, I'm like, I, I was I, I was overconfident in in my pronunciation. Um, there we yeah. go. Um, uh, um, and uh, it is a manga and anime character. It's a baby. It's a pretty simple mm. baby unicorn with white fur and a. Uh, pink uh, uh, yes <laughs> well it, it, it shifts between being being a mohawk a widow's peak and just a full, <laughs> full head of hair yeah. depending on on on, on uh, what angle you're looking at his mm. uh, unbelievably adorable head because yeah. this is this is an 80 <laughs> This is an 80s manga and anime character, so the oh, eyes yeah. are extra big and emotive <laughs> and, like, saccharine, adorable. Mm. Um, these, are, these are not negatives, because this all creates a fantastic uh, juxtaposition <laughs> between all of the really kind of questionable stuff that happens around that. Yeah. Um, So we're um, covering the adventures of Unico first, which I believe may have, uh, uh, was originally intended to be a television series uh, and was ultimately uh, uh, then uh, turned into a movie. Um, Mm. So, uh, Cameron, did you uh, you watch the Fantastic Adventures of Unico? You have you have no um, connection no. to the Unico property. Yes, I actually I actually got the island. I couldn't get to the adventures. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, so I've so even Dave, less of a connection. <laughs> so, Dave, you managed to get through all of the. Fantastic Adventures of Unico. Can you start us off on on um, the premise of the Unico series, the Unico Extended Universe? If you oh, will, yeah, sure. Um, 
so I guess what the the plot boils down to, or is what kicks it off, is um, in this world the gods, which I guess are sort of fashioned after the Greek gods, if the Greek gods were just a bunch of old dudes with beards, um, and they're they're jealous because although Unico has, I guess she, I guess he's just been born, he's super mm-hmm. small, um, but has the ability to grant any creature um, happiness just by encountering Unico. Mm. Uh, And the gods take this as an affront because they're the only ones that in in their mind that should be able to control the whims of fate or whatever, what have you. Um, They're just upset that something else can automatically change disposition of uh, like any living thing. They think that that should just be in their mm. in their purview and not um, the random happenstance of some little prancy unicorn. Um, so they dispatch the West Wind to take Unico away and put um, our little hero on uh, its exile to I don't remember the island's name, but it's basically an area where <laughs> if you're stuck there, like everything in the world will just forget about you. Um, and it's not even a, a short-term banishment. It's like forever. <laughs> They're just not going to have anything to do with Unico. Um, uh, go ahead. One, one thing, uh, and this is my favorite detail that just comes up immediately in both movies. Um, she, The West Wind drops him, drops him on an island, but that's not where the gods originally tell her to take him they tell her to take him to the hill of oblivion yeah that, that's what i was <laughs> i couldn't think of the name of it but yeah yeah so she doesn't <laughs> agree good place. With what they're doing and <laughs> drops him off on an, another place that is potentially like a forgotten area but less um f- final i guess than the hill of oblivion um <laughs> mm. And um, I, I think this will come up uh, as we go through both these films, but um, all of these places would be uh, like Dark Souls place names. It's great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hill of Oblivion. Um, so, yeah, that's how it kicks <laughs> off. She, The West Wind picks him up and drops him off on another place. Um but knows that the she knows that the gods know she didn't finish the mission. Uh, but she's kind of free to do whatever she, whatever she wants within, I guess, a certain realm of uh, capability. And the gods are angry at that they that she didn't drop him off um, at the end of the world. So they send the night mm. wind instead. Uh, to go finish the job, and um, that's a unfortunately an antagonist that we don't get too much um, screen time with, uh, which is a shame because the design mm. is really cool. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that I guess that brings us to the first area. Um, I don't think uh, I don't have a name for whatever island that Unico got dropped off on. Demon Island, maybe that's yeah. What they just, we'll call they, yeah it. they. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, the yes. The, well, let's call it the the the. Oh, um, the 
the devil of solitude's island i yeah. believe is actually what wow. the gods yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep. yep dark souls ass names <laughs> yeah when unico first arrives there um the island is like shrouded in perpetual fog like a colorless fog um mm. if you if you will uh, <laughs> use that and um arrives on uh sort of a a cliff peninsula that overlooks a giant castle in the distance it's very dranglek it's awesome mm. Mm. and uh there or i keep saying she um Unico decides to explore the the ruins because he's looking for just somebody else that uh, is around, and um, it's a little bit sad because I, I think at this point he's still calling for his mother because he doesn't know what's going on. He mm. he, uh, the oh. West Wind um, picked him up while he was asleep um, with all of his siblings, and the mother was asleep, just kind of stole him in the night and uh, dropped mm. him off here, and he wakes up and is like, <laughs> doesn't know what's going on, and you know, there's it, everything's um, abandoned and it's just this ruined castle. And he goes inside and finds um, the asylum demon just chilling there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. All these things, it's not like merely evocative. It like, looks like direct art, like influences mm. that you would see um, in, in Dark yeah, Souls later. Yeah. Plus the the timing of the of these films uh, would have been um highly influential i think in any of the uh art designers um childhoods or mm. uh, at that probably at that point um yeah cuz this is in 1981 or mm. uh, yeah uh, 83 somewhere around there nope uh 81 1981 was when uh, the first film was released yes um and uh Unico confronts uh the big life bar pops up and confronts the <laughs> the demon of solitude who tells him to to push rocks and get get out of out of his castle um and then there's uh, a bit of sh- uh, shenanigans and oh no it's a big statue and what was sounded like a big angry demon is just a little demon named Beazel. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a little whose father the statue was his father, right? Mm. But his father was dead, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know, it was really ambiguous. <laughs> Yeah, they, they uh, yes, there's uh, he has a big crying drag, uh, jag where he he's very upset about his father not being around. Uh, the implication is is couched specifically in death, and mm. he's just like, eh, well, I guess now I'm the demon of solitude, and then we have the unicos precocious and super friendly and wants to be friends with everybody and you have the juxtaposition of this baby unicorn trying to befriend this baby demon and he does it by saying i will unico does this by saying i will give you anything you want if we're friends 
which is a really bad way to start off any <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Basil just asks for his horn, and he gives it mm-hmm. to him. And yeah, because, yeah. And the movie ends because he ripped off his horn. He died. <laughs> and Yes, and died mm-hmm. because that's what happens when you take unicorn horns. That's No, that's, that's not what happens. There's uh, more weird kind of meandering like <laughs> well, the chase okay. sequence. Yeah, the horn just <laughs> pops off and Beazle can just put it on like yeah. it's a yeah. hat. Um, but it's it does in <laughs> fact give Beazle, um, it, it's like a magic buff, and uh, Beazle spells is like fire spells or I guess thunder, mm. just lightning or whatever. Um, yeah, our, all of his energy is buffed up, um, and I think he's already super fast, so that didn't change. But uh, right now, he, now the horn is crazy sharp and I guess technically indestructible. Um, and it allows him to. They're they're playing a dangerous game of tag. <laughs> he's just running after Unico and <laughs> stabbing him in the in the rump because um, Unico can't go quite as fast as Beazle. Uh He's also mm. just running straight through any kind of stone columns, um, boring holes through them because the horn's just that strong. I don't know. It's pretty neat as far as like uh, mm. animation is concerned. Yeah, the, the the animation, um, and wow, we'll get to some animation uh, coming up in Island, but the animation is 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 pretty good for for uh, nineteen eighty one, um, hmm. and uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, uh, get a really good uh, uh, watch a really good transfer of the adventures mm. of unicorn so it's kind of washed out in a little uh i'd really like to see it get the treatment uh that island uh uh island of magic got because i'd actually really like to see if it's animated quite as well as as island of magic um but um yeah it's pretty solid animation uh so Beazle and Unico have this kind of tag chase uh uh sequence and fall into the ocean because <laughs> their children yeah. left alone by yeah. ne- negligent <laughs> gods and and wind <laughs> and demons. Uh uh and so they fall into the ocean and uh they're going to drown, but Unico then magically transforms into a full grown like very unicorn unicorn yeah pegasus yeah. almost oh pegasus yes because cuz yeah <laughs> unicorn in his in, <laughs> uh because unico in his in his default form looks like a japanese station mascot <laughs> so um he, when he transforms into a unicorn it's actually kind of jarring because mm. <laughs> they are completely incongruous with one another <laughs> yeah and he also loses the ability to talk oh yeah that's right mm. <laughs> so so he turns into a silent protagonist for like 
a minute and a half. Yeah, it's like Ultraman. Mm. I think it's like a minute to transform. Um, and so he saves Basil, and then they're all, and then they're friends, and Unicorn is super happy, and uh, that's when he covers the island with uh, 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 Flora, and that's what alerts the gods <laughs> to the fact that the West Wind, in fact, tricked them and did not drop him on the Hill of Oblivion. <laughs> and I mean... so... Oh, yeah. go on, Cameron. Oh, no, I, swear, <laughs> I, was just, I was just going, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they sensed um, his power signature. Yes. <laughs> I think one of them is actually like, Lo, there's, look at this happiness that has sprung up. <laughs> the West Wind has betrayed us and did not destroy Unico. Um, mm. And that's when they send the Nightwind, uh, which, uh, once again, she looks awesome. And the gods are also seemingly afraid of her, which is a weird concept that she is completely under their control. And also she terrifies them. But um, they say, you, the West Wind, didn't do it. So you, Nightwind, go take care of this seemingly harmless baby unicorn. Um, <laughs> and, and alerted to this, the West Wind then is like, oops, flies in. <laughs> snatches Unico up is like oh I you know what sorry your new friend you you two can't stay together because uh, people want to kill you and then zips him off away <laughs> and that's when we move to the next um, episode really yeah there's yeah. there's a there's a there's a really um uh, these these sequences are paced like television episodes mm. in a sense. Mm. Um, so, do we want to move on to uh, a Unico's adventures with Katie, Dave? Yeah, sure. We'll just, I guess, brief, briefly yeah. uh, discuss that one. It's not. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. So. We're introduced to um, Katie the kitty, uh, <laughs> who's drifting down, <laughs> drifting down a river in her little house box and singing, I guess, the cutest song in the world, just talking about being a little cat <laughs> and um, how she also wants to be a witch because that's what cats want, to be a witch. Yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Everybody does. Who doesn't want to be a witch? Um, and I mean, yeah, they well, so they end up accidentally hanging out because Unico's clumsy and falls into the river, but luckily into the little cat box as it's drifting on past. Um, the, and I don't remember what happens, but they <laughs> they get they get out of the river. Uh, Katie's telling Unico that she wants to be a witch and they're just they're stuck in this crazy looking forest and they happen upon an abandoned hut and of course um Katie says this must be a witch's house so if they just wait around <laughs> the witch will show up and a few minutes yeah, later totally. the witch shows up <laughs> but it's not a witch it's just a really old woman um 
who's <laughs> stuck living by herself in the forest because she's been abandoned by her family. And which <laughs> it's, it's like super sad. Um, mm. but Katie wants to be a witch so hard, um, and is at this point is really friends with um Unico and Unico's powers activate if the target of the power is um I think it, the subtitle say it's in love with Unico basically just means to be like super close friends um and as long as they're not a selfish person um they'll they'll be granted the happiness they seek and of course uh yep. in this case um Katie wants to be a witch but to do that needs to be a person so the magic Unico's magic just turns Katie into like a, a young girl instead and she thinks that this is the the witch's doing so she's constantly badgering the witch to teach her more magic um but instead just ends up helping the witch around the, or the old woman um around her little hut and kind of cooking and cleaning up things um and then ends up turning back into a cat because she gets too selfish and the magic will stop working <laughs> and if you're like a jerk. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a kid's cartoon, but it's a moral story of how you should kind of behave toward others. Um, and in mm-hmm. learning that, mm-hmm. you know, once she's not selfish, um, she'll, she'll turn back into the, the girl form. But in doing so, um, she ends up gaining the attention. Um, in her case, it's sort of wanted attention of the local lord. Or I guess. Danshek, it's Count. Count or Baron. I think it's Count. Um, and he's a, uh, he's a pretty fancy looking dude. Um, and obviously a bad guy. <laughs> Just looking at his, yeah, his yes. eyes. His, <laughs> wonderfully yes, he, good guy red eyes you know as you do yes <laughs> he, the, the, du, the, du, the duke has big dracula energy emanating off of him all of the time <laughs> and he talks in a voice uh, like would yep. you like to come to my mansion sing for me <laughs> little strange bird woman it's like that yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he invites her to his castle, gets her drunk, which yeah, yeah, wow, and attempts that, was, to sedu- <laughs> that was really yeah. bad. Yeah, and attempts to seduce her, and uh, unicorn <laughs> Unico <laughs> comes to save the day, which uh, involves him uh, um, impaling. At, well, first and foremost. The the Duke ties Katie to the spire of one of his castles. For no reason. Jesus. Like, why? That, yeah, that did for no not, reason. <laughs> had no reason because he didn't know Unico was coming back. He just randomly wanted to do that to look cool, I guess. About as good as uh, him drugging her with wine. Right. Is questionable. Um. Yeah, very. Uh, and so Unico uh, does what a baby unicorn will do and impels him through, like, the shoulder torso <laughs> He was trying to kill him. Yeah. He was oh, yeah, that's right. Hurt. He was. Um, and, 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 and 
fails, but the the Duke, uh, our uh, Lord Duke, uh, so taken aback by this attack on his person, falls off of the top of his castle and is then impaled through one of the other spires. And it isn't it isn't cut away. No. It is you <laughs> like see lingers and zooms <laughs> zooms on this dude yep. twitching on oh. the post. It was it blew my mind. I did not expect <laughs> that this was gonna happen. Okay, and uh, I guess to set the stage, like the earlier castle, this one um it's very like uh, gothic atmosphere with um turrets and um just mm. crazy looking stuff where you think gargoyles would be hanging on it. This is like a really evocative looking um, castle that he has. And mm-hmm. the, the spire he hit was like pointy like a fish hook. Like he's done. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all go home and everything's fine. But the West Wind is like, oh, Unico, they know where you now because you committed that murder so <laughs> we have to take you away again um uh, which i kind of really uh i uh really kind of wish that there had been more than two films in the series mm. because i I'm, I'm absolutely the in battle <laughs> <laughs> the count is dead he turns into. Oh, that's right. He turns into um, the the fiery demon from <laughs> from Dark Souls Two. Yeah, that's right. He does, mm-hmm. he does turn like, into the exactly. Smelter demon. Yeah, <laughs> he turns into the smelter no, demon. It's the other one. The um, the, Which, the, uh, the dang it, duh. Iron Old Iron King. Oh, that's right. He does yeah, turn into yeah. the Old Iron King. He like boards oh, over the. Yeah. He's so huge. He's over the whole castle, and then um, he, I think he either hits the ground or he breathes, and everything turns into lava. Uh, it's it's crazy. Like they didn't <laughs> they didn't stop at impaling a man. They created a giant demon <laughs> and like hellscape <laughs> that the, the Unico has to like f- flee from. And then I think mm. he kills him too, but I don't. Remember. It's. It's all one scene in my mind. <laughs> I watched this like way too late at night, or maybe exactly the right time of night. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a level that you need to be on of just just tired enough to accept what's going on in either of these films. But yes, there's the big there is the big boss battle in lava world which his castle just turns into because he's like well i can't pretend that i'm a duke anymore so i here's my true form um and Unico, as 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 mentioned saves the day and the west wind sweeps him up and flies him off to have uh, a happy adventure happy big air quotes adventure mm-hmm. somewhere else um but I was saying that I really want, wish that each movie ended with like Unico violently murdering somebody and <laughs> like, literally like, I can't, I left you here for like a week and you killed someone <laughs> else. Killing everything. 
my friends are happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's so weird. It's so, like, these movies go from, like, zero to, like, nightmare, like, incredibly quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Unico needs uh, to sing a little theme song. So the cat was singing, like, I don't remember. It's like, my whiskers are so long and my paws are so white. Do, 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 do. I'm a cat. Love me. And then Unico should be going, I don't know. My my ears are so sim and rolly and my horn is so sharp. That's, I think, the song <laughs> that Unico, Unico would sing. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has freaky little round ears. And swirls in them. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um... And so that is the end of the adventures of Unico, uh, which sets the stage perfectly for the opus. Yeah. The the wonder, the amazement. The acid trip. Of, of <laughs> Unico in the Island of Magic. It has oh. been a number of years since I've seen this film. Although I do did recall quite a bit of it because it was uh, not as bad as my labyrinth addiction, but I did mm. watch this this movie quite a bit as a kid, <laughs> um, which also explains a lot coming back to it now. <laughs> um, yep. And uh, Dave, you had some experience with it too, right? Uh, yeah, I think I had seen it, but as a child and maybe once just because I, I don't remember any particulars, but bits of it just were familiar as I, as I showed up in the film. Um, I will mm-hmm. say that I, going forward, I will watch this again. Uh, and I believe there, <laughs> I don't know if it's a Blu-ray, but there's a, a, a double pack for sure. Um, of both these films that you can pick up um, online and maybe I'll okay. do that. Cause the, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, the, the tr- or we didn't but the transfer of this that you can find online um streaming is really good it's very clear mm-hmm. um however the first film was not it was like watching an old vhs rip which it probably yeah. was anyway mm-hmm. uh, but cameron <laughs> yeah i want to get to you because you have <laughs> zero experience with mm-hmm. this mm-hmm powerhouse of a film (laughs) yeah no powerhouse is a good term it it was an experience it was solid it was unified it felt a lot like the missing link between dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 which weirded me out a bit (laughs) um it's that's seriously my biggest takeaway from the film is like this is what happens if we got the 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 E rated the E for everyone rated bridge between two and three that no one understands, but it's just that should be there. Um, <laughs> wow, God, I mean, there's so much stuff. You start off with your amnesiac protagonist. I don't know anything, I just know I'm a Unico. Oh, can, why won't you? <laughs> okay, yeah. first and foremost, can we talk about that, that production logo that mm. is like if you squint really hard, it's Disney? Yeah, because. I was just like, I was like, oh, look at this cute little production logo. And then the orchestra swelled, and I was yeah. like, oh, no, this this is still going. Okay. Yeah. This is a, you are, you are trying, you are trying to be mm. Japanese Disney, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Because yeah. this film has some 
gorgeous animation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much stuff. Uh, like, God. I mean, I, 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 we'll get to things when we get to things, but there's so much weird but really, really well done stuff in this film. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, you, you know, yeah, we start with the West Wind drops Unico off again and makes Unico an amnesiac because they did a terrible murder. Which is the, like, was, okay, that was crazy to me because she she literally dumps him on the ground vomits mm. exposition at him instantly yeah yeah <laughs> which which basically serves to say don't bother looking at the other film mm. here's what happened <laughs> and then and and then is tells gives him all of this exposition and then tells him oh by the way you won't remember any of this and just pieces <laughs> off yeah <laughs> Oh man, I mean, I mean, poor little guy. Too, you know, he's basically helpless. It would seem. He's, falling over, yelling, crying. He's more helpless in this movie than he was in this movie. Because at least he knew what he was. Yeah, he has zero agency. Yeah, it, it's pretty messed up. Um. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, he, he sort of, he wanders around yelling until someone tells him to shut up and let them go to sleep, which, relatable. Um, <laughs> and, uh, this God, is, Melvin's so good. I love uh, Melvin. Our, 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 <laughs> our introduction to Unico's weird foil that then turns into, like, a psycho killer, like, from, <laughs> once again, zero to, like, zero to, like, attempted murder oh yeah uh, melvin magnificat <laughs> yep <laughs> god um who i was so confused by this character design for the longest time because it's like it's buff garfield but with like primitive headphones <laughs> just hanging around not hanging around the ears or around the neck just kind of attached to the back of the skull <laughs> yep <laughs> well i think if they put it art design wise if they yeah. put it on his ears you wouldn't have known it was a cat yeah. yeah, that's that's true. Um, and like, like later on, the, he shows you how they work, and it's just the two the two little boxes. One's got a bird in it, and one's got a frog in it. And if you press the button on the top to bother the animals, they they sing at you. In <laughs> in in a shockingly elaborate headphone yeah. visual gag that comes yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, like, you know, it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was it was super flintstones that was it um yeah. and he literally yeah. says and, and, the tweeter and the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that that really that really confuses like you've got your tweeter and i'm like you, you're what are you social media in 1980s <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> um yeah and you know melvin the magnificat has basically the same reaction i have when i encounter a helpless agent of uh young childhood infancy uh he breaks down in fear and panic and does his best to crawl away until his friends notice him being uh, a coward and has to man up and face the child what's that horn what is this what is this thing so 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 that this is this is actually a thing that i kind of love about this movie mm. which is mm. that people have shockingly realistic reactions to oh that's what are you yeah you like, what the like, heck is that 
like it is clear that unicorn unicorns are clearly not a thing in this mm. world mm. and that that nobody knows what unico is not even yeah. him which <laughs> yeah. is once again super messed up <laughs> yeah it, it's pretty messed up um you know the the cat gang which one of them has like an italian accent so mafia-esque yeah yep. sort of run him out run him off you know <laughs> you know uh, melvin gets his legs and realizes unico isn't so scary and then immediately switches to i'll kill you yeah um um oh man also uh, also melvin's a little bit prototype uh prototype meowth uh mm, with with yeah. his with his voice it's yeah. a little higher pitched and a little more cowardly but there's definitely some mm, mm. some meowth feelings um yeah in there um oh, but yeah yeah, um, um, you know, they, they chase him off and he's sad because he's abandoned. He doesn't know where he is. And the first person he met yelled at him until they tried to kill him. Yeah. Uh, which, look, it's a rough start. You're essentially a newborn at that point. Um, oh, but it's so weird. It's so it's weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, but, you know, there's, there's this pretty good flute music going on. There's, there's a forest concert is yes. what it seems like. Uh, and we get to this... It's, it's this big old tree, you know, this, this big, I was going to say this big hunter hunter tree, but it's not quite that big. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and the, there's just this guy sitting in the top playing on his flute uh, and all the animals are a little bit entranced and it's cool. Uh, and then Melvin shows up and ruins everything for everyone uh, yep. as he does, <laughs> as he does and just yells, shut up, you know, let us sleep. This is our territory, whatever, rada, rada, rada. Um, <laughs> And we see magic powers. <laughs> yep. uh, he he strikes that he he doesn't strike Melvin down. He strikes one of the other cats down and turns it into. Uh, my first reaction was actually, this is Dark Souls too. He turned him into one of the one of the King's Stone Golem things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, then gets the other one and sort of attempts to go on this spree, chases everyone off with little magic bolts. Uh, it's weird because he's always doing the finger guns as well. Yep. Like, but he, he's so, he's got such cool animation. Yeah. I, I feel. Yeah. Like it's ridiculously good. Can, 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 can we, can we talk about the, the, the tree stump speeder yeah. bike with headlight? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's using magic. He just kicks this tree in half and yeah, magically turns it into a jet bike. I'm like, what? And oh it, my God. And it isn't that it transforms in any way from the stump that he broke off. It is just, mm. it just happens to be shaped this way. Perfectly. And it's now a jet bike that also has a headlight. Yeah, yeah. It, which it's is so good. So great. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And so he chases uh, Melvin down and mm. is about to uh, turn him into, as well, uh, as, as Ken mentioned, a living puppet. And this mm. is where <laughs> Melvin makes his pitch for his headphones. Yeah. And when that doesn't work... <laughs> just becomes the biggest coward and says, mm. I'll do whatever you want. Please, I'll, ju- I'll just help you. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. yeah, sure, whatever. I Sure, I'll, I I could use an assistant. Uh, and oh Melvin, yeah. 
<laughs> Melvin <laughs> hops on and magically um, gets a cape out of nowhere. Yes. It seems. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, and asks him, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, uh, "We'll discover." His name's Toby. Mm-hmm. Toby the the magician. Uh, uh, says, oh, I've got to turn all the animals into the, in the forest into living puppets. Um, Melvin is nonplussed by this um, awful scenario <laughs> that's been um, that, that he's uh, been told and mm. immediately says, go get that thing that I don't know what it is that frightened me yeah yeah get that get that scary thing and kill it for me yes (laughs) because he sees unico and is and this is the this is the zero to attempted murder phase Mm. because (laughs) melvin's seen what this what he does to his friends Mm. and is like Mm. i want to inflict that on this awful scary thing that i don't understand (laughs) sam Yeah, Mel- Melvin's not great, guys. Don't be Melvin. Um, <laughs> Don't be a Melvin. Don't be a Melvin. Um, yeah, and I mean, God, was it they? They basically chase him off a cliff, and yep. he falls into the river. Yeah, look, it was it was such a, it was such a trip. Like the details are fuzzy on the bit that didn't like immediately stand out as having amazing animation. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> Uh, you know, and Unico floats down river, nearly drowns, gets saved by a little girl, very nice, um, and taken into the house, wherein <laughs> we see a really normal family setup, which was really weird to me after the whole this this talking cat has headphones and this magical space dandy yes. man floating down from the sky with finger lasers and a tree jet bike <laughs> but, has but, made the cat his buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but before... Before we're introduced to the family, mm. we have to be introduced to the real, absolute star. Oh yeah, of this movie. Yeah, uh, Cameron, <laughs> I want to know what you think about Lord Karuku. <laughs> so, this is the most interesting and I think most visually amazing introduction for a being of great power. I think I've seen in any animation um, because it's just you. There's flashing light in the forest, and you hear Toby. <laughs> Toby. <laughs> just... <laughs> Toby. Where are you, Toby? Yeah, just you're just calling. not being lazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah, and. This this really great shot I love where like Toby's like kneeled down and the spotlights on him and this square panel just like zoops along the ground and then raises up into a cube and then like turns into an orb of just this floating rainbow light. Yep. Um, to command Toby to do things and then you know it floats off and becomes just a physical ball of red whatever, uh, which is Karuka's actual physical form. Uh, he has a physical form. Um. <laughs> it still instructs Toby's no you, you're being lazy you didn't get all the cre- creatures in the forest and Toby's like oh man those squirrels are really fast yeah um, <laughs> and so he goes well look at all those human villagers down there just get all the humans for me they'll do actually they'll be much better you should go after them now yes and, then, and Toby's like and then you'll teach me more magic he's like I might teach you a trick 
and then just turns back into some kind of three-dimensional shape, then into a two-dimensional shape and disappears. I'm like, what was that? That was beautiful. It was so well animated as well. Can it we, was great. Can we also talk about how legitimately creepy his face reveal is? Mm. Because that entire sequence is like a minute and a half of him not talking. And yeah. when he actually manifests, it's just mm. this big, quivering red ball yeah. that his yeah. face just kind of expands out of. Yeah, and, like, I saw the ball and I actually thought of a bailet. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Instead, he's got those basilisk eyes. Yeah, those those creepy, magical, bulging eyes. Uh, he, he's got that little thin face with the long hooked nose, the classic sorcerer wizard creepy look. Um, yeah, and he's awful. Yeah, and I love him because he's fantastic as well. <laughs> uh, that was that was the weirdest thing I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, oh man! So yes, we're introduced to the the lovely family that found Unico. Yeah, uh, Sherry, her mother and father, who don't get names other than mother and father. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Jerry's mother is uh, uh, has all of the dishes yep. uh, to wash. Um, Sherry's father's face is ninety seven percent hair. Um, <laughs> his, his entire head is a beard, yep, literally. Yep. Um, That's about right. Uh, Sherry's a little blonde girl with with actually like super cute boots, uh, mm. which is something that I had completely forgotten about. Yeah, um, they have good boots. She has some good boots. Like, they spent some money on the boots. And uh, Unico's uh, gunsh... No toes. <laughs> yeah, just yes. boots. Or ankles. Or ankles. <laughs> it's just... She's just actually boots. got... Yep, she's actually a satyr. Ah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, then we get family drama that comes out of where? Where... Mm. Sherry's like, oh, my brother, I'm so upset that my brother's gone. Um, And doing the very obvious not saying his name because that would give away the twist. Mm, Um, Yeah. Which just makes me wish that they had ordered these scenes differently so that they could say Toby and then have it be a reveal later on. Oh, Um, man. Could you imagine the cut between... And my my brother Toby, I love my brother Toby very much. As she falls asleep, and then you just cut to Toby. Yes, yes, I could. <laughs> oh, that'd be good, actually. Someone make that edit. Um. <laughs> um so, uh, unicorn. Oh, unicorn. Unicorn. The <laughs> unico uh, warms up to Sherry very quickly. Mm, um, yeah. and, and they have their, their big fun until mm-hmm. uh, a rainstorm comes in and, yeah. uh, and knock, knock Toby's home because that village that Karuku told mm. him to convert into living puppets just happens to house his family home on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I, I didn't know exactly where this go. I know I know the movie's title was In the Island of Magic, but Toby's outfit made me think, are they actually gonna go with like a sci-fi 
thing because he's got like the little alien antenna on the back of his hood and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're trying to evoke is like a moth or a butterfly. But my brain went, oh, maybe it's like 80s sci-fi. <laughs> it's not magic. It's just sufficiently advanced technology. Yeah. Um, Which is what it feels like because that. of uh, Lord Cuckoo <laughs> sufficiently resembles a UFO with a spotlight. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, one thing I did want to mention um, about the their mm, yeah. family hut is it it literally looks like the interior of the Three Crones um, hut. The old oh yeah, the absolutely. Too. Yeah, they just they have a straight staircase instead of a spiral staircase, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, and I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like a standard hut layout, but yeah, it's but just it piled on like top one. of everything else in these films. <laughs> yeah. On top of everything else in these films that feels really Dark Souls, it's like, here's one more thing. <laughs> Add it to the list. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, and you know, you know, um, yeah, Toby comes home, he's like, uh, I've got a present for you, and just picks up a piece of firewood and magics it into a doll. And Sherry is rightfully scared of this sorcery and witchcraft. Yep. Once again, I love that people have realistic reactions to things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like shockingly realistic reactions to mm. that's magic. I don't know how I feel about that. It's not <laughs> good, though. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're sort of, they're happy to see Toby. They're not so happy that he's come back with a different degree than the one he set out to get, you know, the kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was not supposed to go to wizard school. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure at about this point, Lord Kuruku comes to check up on Toby again uh, yeah. to make sure he's not being lazy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of those really overbearing supervisors. Yes, and I do actually really love that he says you're not ask you're not being lazy again are you mm, yeah yeah <laughs> um toby's a known slacker what can we say yeah <laughs> uh, and toby t- tries to like snuff out all the lights in the in the cabin mm. and tells everybody to hide and his parents are like this is our house why are we supposed to hide in our house and then yeah. uh, a little 2d panel of light slides in under the door <laughs> yep and here he comes again the creepy orb person yep and and quickly turns into the creepy orb person with like this fantastic refractive bubble shield around him mm. that is yeah like gorgeously animated <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and, you know, he, he's basically, come on, hurry it up. I need more living puppets to put upon my ship. Evil voice. He's like, oh, Toby, those are people, aren't there? And he's like, no, these people are completely used to you. And he's like, oh, come on, you're doing a service. They'll make perfect living puppets for me. And just instantly bamps them into living puppets. And is like, yep. hey, this house is empty, right? And he's like, yep, while hiding everybody behind his voluminous cape because mm. Toby is like a stick, but oh, yeah. he, he looks significantly larger with his big, giant, elaborate boning cape. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, all right, well, finish up this village and then like 
just flies out through the chimney in a mm-hmm. blast of rainbow goodness. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, and then we get the most amazing action sequence in all of animated history where Toby just goes magical cowboy bebop on an entire village. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> So like, he's like leaping rooftop to rooftops, like sliding in from out of frame and just finger gunning the entire population of this town into living statues. Yep. <laughs> oh, like it's pretty all great. All at once, too. It pulls back and you see the entire, yeah. like all the windows and everything just like lighting up. So he's, feels like he's just teleporting mm. from place to place. He's so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And by by dawn, out the entire village is living puppets, and Toby's at the harbor playing his flute again. And Cameron, can you uh, what were, what were your thoughts on what happened after that? Um, it was pretty cool and interesting. So basically, all the living puppets live up to their name and live um, and march orderly fashion into a. St- stone castle boat kind of thing with like this weird hexagonal door cut into the side uh but they marched into it by marching into the water and then back up into it up a ramp basically if i'm remembering correctly yes 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 so that, that's pretty good is get this image of it was kind of the pirates of the caribbean moment where they just walk along the bottom yeah um but with weird i just remember now i know what they look like they're minecraft's They've all been turned into Minecraft. Or um, Gumby. Like weird or Gumby. Gumby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're, they're very angular and very simple. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's definitely like a um, Pied Piper of Hamelin moment because the mm. when they're walking, they time the score, like the beats of it, to the puppet legs. Yeah. So they yeah. appear out of their Absolutely. houses and it's like, I can't, I can't make the noise it makes. I forgot what it does, but they're basically no, marching no. along to the beat. It's... <laughs> It's disturbing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sherry and Unico kind of sneak on board at the last second as this, because this entire ramp is made up of these hexagonal pieces joined together, and they all just kind of snap back together and slam into place to fill the gap in the side of the boat. Yeah. Which was, again, really cool looking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And off this giant stone boat, because it appears to be made mostly out of rock, uh, goes... To the island of magic. Well, uh, technically, it's the island of nightmares. I think was the, uh, I forget the um, actual terms being used, but you know, off they off they go. Adventures, yeah. And <laughs> and the island of magic is 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 less of an island and more of a. This entire landmass is a giant. Hmm. Yeah, I felt lost Bastille. Yeah, at this point, yeah, <laughs> lost Bastille, but made out of the puppets. <laughs> like all the building blocks are just they've slotted these together t- to form bricks, basically. Yeah, which is a really cool design choice. Yeah, it's it's a really cool design thing. Like it definitely makes it feel really weird and off-putting, um, and it feels even more weird and off-putting when the giant toy dragon just kind of wheels <laughs> past and screams. Um, <laughs> It, why does it why does it scream i've made a robot fire on the inside. i don't know why <laughs> yeah um 
So fun fact, I was absolutely convinced as a child that they mm-hmm. simply hired Bobcat Gothway to voice the <laughs> screaming dragon <laughs> and nothing could convince me otherwise. That that was my childhood headcanon that oh yeah, that's just Bobcat Gothway. They just hired him to do this one little bit in this mm-hmm. movie where mm-hmm. he just <laughs> screamed and I <laughs> I mean, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I, I like that it's like very obviously a toy. It's it's enormous, like it's big enough to swallow people whole. But it's very obviously like made out of buckets and a few wheels and things like that. Uh, but uh, the, my favorite detail is probably whenever it opens the mouth to scream. There's this tiny little orb of fire that hangs in the air in front of it for a second. So like, it's a dragon, quote unquote. It breathes fire quote unquote yeah (laughs) um and it's actually quite scary it never stops screaming yep (laughs) it's such a bizarre design choice and Mm -hmm. it really it really kind of makes it bizarrely terrifying because because it's it's really cartoonish looking like like cameron says it is it is a it is a toy a big mm. toy, but the fact that it moves like incredibly fast will break through anything and just screams at you. <laughs> is like a tormented soul. It's like not, uh, yeah. Also freaky, and it has googly eyes. Like the the little mm. pebbles are, yeah. um, not stones, but something hard in there that sort of rattle, mm. independent of each other. I could I yep. could absolutely see somebody mod this like making a model and modding this in to replace the executioner's chariot in Dark Souls <laughs> 2. Oh my god. <laughs> or just put them in the sky. I've right never now. known I wanted something so much. <laughs> Forget Thomas the train oh. with this dragon. Yeah. Mm. This, yeah, push, push. Push the clockwork screaming dragon. Oh. Yeah, push that for Smash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it chases Ch- uh, Sherry and Unico and eventually somehow manages to sneak up on them, Despite swallows screaming. them. <laughs> yes. It's the only, the one time that it doesn't scream, it manages to catch its prey. That's um, really scary, actually. <laughs> It yeah. screams because it chooses to. It can stop, but it screams until you. It screams until you get used to the idea that it doesn't do anything but screaming, and then it stops to, to sneak up. God, I didn't think of that before. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, and uh, uh, delivers them to Lord mm. Karuku. Yep. Hey, do you yep. want to talk about this pretty fantastic sequence? Maybe <laughs> Dave's gone quiet. No, oh, no. Oh no, Dave. Yeah, okay, oh, there he is. He's alive. <laughs> All right. um, yes, this is where they're in. Like the this has that big viewing pool, bubbling pool. It is. I don't know. Yeah, it's a big pool yeah. Of water, but um. So Lord Kuruku makes his entrance, and here 
I mean, I guess I would say it's a foreshadowing of um, other, like, certain events. Because when he descends as his orb, um, at first I was thinking maybe a spider. Because there's strings mm-hmm. coming out of the, the top of the orb when it when it pops yeah. down. And he spins around with his googly face um, <laughs> to, <laughs> to talk to our two um, protagonists here. Uh, I don't think Toby shows up again just yet. And they're no. both um, Sherry and Unicar like entreating um, Kurugu to like free all the people that he's um, golemized. And of course, he's like, "No, why would I do that? <laughs> That's ridiculous." Um, <laughs> how about I just turn you into toys? And uh, Toby shows up, but he ends up zapping him anyway. So both Unico mm, and yeah. Sherry. So at, at this point, I was quite surprised because they do get turned into toys, and I didn't see a way mm. where like it would get reversed. Yeah, like I was, they don't have any agency; they're just uh, puppets again, <laughs> and he yeah. just mm. stores them in a weird digital-looking grid thing. Mm. <laughs> um. One of the things that I really love about this sequence with uh, Kuruku is um, it, it really hammers home this this concept that he doesn't have a consistent physical form because his mm. body is his body and his uh, face especially are always shifting in these <laughs> like bizarre like really unsettling ways his eyes change shot sizes randomly um Mm. his hair is like liquidy and he he keeps turning his head like completely upside down or sideways but it it doesn't turn as much as it like swirls in that orb Mm. yeah it's pretty freaky it's pretty freaky (laughs) <laughs> and and that comes with the voice modulation. It's just uh, really, not, he's not. He's really unsettling. And I also just love the idea that there is no con- no such thing as on model Karuku. Like mm, <laughs> like the, mm. like like it is a character that has no on model. <laughs> Everything's off model all the time. And because that makes him extra disturbing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's top ten spooky boy in my book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, you go and Sherry have been turned into toys. She has been turned into a uh, 70s solid gold dancer. Uh, and uh, he's been turned into a little hobby horse uh, unicorn, mm. and um, mm. um, to- uh, uh, it, it's it's uh, worth mentioning that Toby is actually the one that suggests turning them into toys because Toby doesn't know how to turn people back into people from living puppets, but he does know how to turn people back into people if they've been turned into toys. Oh yeah, that's right. I yeah, can't I know. remember. Yeah. He knows um, the little magics for toys. He doesn't know the big puppet magic for <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> Karuku's big 
puppet energy. Yeah. Mm. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, I guess that I guess that's the title. Yeah, <laughs> big puppet energy. <laughs> so we get the sequence that serves absolutely no point to plot, but is just like look at our animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where Karuku um, goes to his his uh, his his puppet vault. Which is really mm. what it is, yeah. and and entertains himself by just having a dance little party. cute, yeah, cute mm. musical sequence dance party for his own amusement, um, and it's it's a lavishly animated sequence yeah. they were that throwing is their, their money down on this this um, sequence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all fun and games until your that catches playing with your toys, which is literally <laughs> what happens. Uh, um, uh, uh, and I love that he uh, he embarrassingly shoves them all back into the vault and is like, "Toby, should you be working? On, should you be on lazy the- again, Toby? Yeah, <laughs> don't look at me. These weren't dancing." Uh, yeah, um, it's really it's kind of a really uh, interesting character moment because Karuku's been pretty aloof and smug and mm. uh, on top of everything this entire time, but this is weirdly something that he's embarrassed about, which yeah. I guess feeds into like his dark secret origin that we will get to, which is <laughs> Toby, is what are you doing so early? Thing. You weren't supposed yeah. to come back tonight? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. So, uh, Toby breaks into the vault, grabs uh, uh, the cherry toy, the yellow toy, uh, grabs a living puppet, and turns mm-hmm. it into a surfboard. And yep. flies, flies them away, throws them over, and bamps them back into people. Mm-hmm. And is like, uh, hey, you're lucky, uh, but now I've got to go to the Valley of Demons and turn all of these demons into living puppets. Yep. Uh, bye! And, <laughs> and, and sods off. And then we get um Cameron the the assault on the demon world yeah yeah so like the val the valley of the demons i expected there to be more valley i'll be mm-hmm. honest it's just like a big hive orb thing filled with demons and uh toby he go in there he do his finger guns <laughs> all over the puppets place. come out Puppets come out, yeah, all over the place. But it, it's a, it's a, like a disco ball at the end, to be honest. Yeah, very pretty <laughs> and frightening and frightening. Um, and somehow Unico and Sherry make their way to the the Valley of the Demons, which uh, is bizarre. I think he, yeah, I think he Pegasuses them there. Does he? I don't, that I that would so. make sense since he's. It's possible. He I don't remember either. I think that's what happened. I don't remember the we'll scene say transitions. 
We'll say it happened. <laughs> um, so, uh, Unico and Sherry explore the high the, the, and discover that um, there are still demons there, but they're mm-hmm. all the demon children. Yeah. Toby, Toby left the children there, which is yeah, kind of in a way even more jacked up than yeah. turning them into living puppets because that just means yeah. that they're all going to starve to death. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's worse than Unico crying all the time? 500 Ooh. demon children crying also. Yep. For at least five minutes. It was, <laughs> yep. oh, it was pretty bad. It's rough. Yep. There's so much noise. I was like, sensory overload. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the only thing, the only thing uh, that this, the sequence serves to do is, is add a new party member. Um, yeah. The Sphinx's daughter. Yep. Who, yep. Who is, who is loud and brash and, and stupid. Um, <laughs> but she, well, wow. not completely stupid because, <laughs> Um, well, she has that, uh, she has the, uh, the, that, uh, that turf, that tough personality mm, that gets mm. a little old pretty quick, yeah. but she is super useful because she tells Unico and Sherry that the only person that, uh, that would possibly know how to defeat Lord Karuku mm-hmm. is at the end of the world. Yep. Yep. This is where we're getting into that Dark Souls ass stuff again. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that we didn't just leave the Tomb of Giants. Yeah, true, but the only light like, even there more was so. Horn. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So you got to go to the end of the world, and Sherry's like, "I'll, I'll go. I'll do it. Unico, you stay here." Because it's a long walk. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> I'm going to walk through the desert. Oh, you know what? This is the first Forever. Pegasusing, I think. Yeah, yeah. They must have just walked to the Valley of Demons. <laughs> I'd like to imagine that Toby is like a hill over from the Valley of the Demons. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, ex- I expect you to not interfere with this in any way, <laughs> even though you can see me committing this war crime right over the hill. Um, so, um, yeah, Sherry, yeah, Sherry does the weird, like, I have to do it myself, even though I'm totally not to blame and have no responsibility to carry this weight (laughs) up on my shoulders all by myself, magical creatures of antiquity. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She's doing it because she loves Unico, damn it, she doesn't want him to suffer with her, and uh, that unlocks the magical powers of the Unico, apparently. Um, <laughs> and he turns into the Pegasus from Hercules. Yeah, uh, uh, better animated. I'm gonna say it. Um, <laughs> more this is a yeah, definitely a yeah, and much sleeker. It's a bishop. It's a bishop. <laughs> I mean, he, he is Japanese. Um, and they fly to the ends of the earth to see the Trojan horse, which I st- I still can't get over that. <laughs> and can okay everybody this is what this is what this entire episode's been leading up to can we talk about the end of the world mm-hmm. 
if you've played the uh, the the second Dark Souls three DLC, you've been there. Yeah, congratulations. Um. <laughs> and, if, and if you've been to to Ash Lake, you've also seen. Yeah. Yes, and you can also see it from the Hunter's Dream. Yeah, yep. it's actually really interesting. If you pause just before they find the Trojan horse and you look in the bottom left corner, you can see Miyazaki just sitting there with a little sketchbook. Um, <laughs> I was flabbergasted uh, the the when I saw this again uh, mm-hmm. in a post-Dark Souls world. Oh, and yeah. I was like, did Miyazaki still <laughs> Ash Lake from Unico in the Island of Magic? Is, is, Little do you is, know, Samu Tezuka pulls off mask is actually Miyazaki. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> um, it's insane. It's insane oh, yeah. how, like, I, yeah, I don't. Every, I can't describe. You mm. will have to put words for me, uh, <laughs> Um Yeah, it, it's it's if Ash Lake was made out of the ever moving trash piles of the end of the world in the Ring City DLC. Yeah, uh, basically, um, but in a way that was still felt really significant and ancient and like a. Uh, looking into this, because I did do a little bit of light reading on the subject of Unico in general, apparently the manga had a much stronger environmental theme. Okay. Um, and, you know, apparently there was actually an Osamu Tezuka world, uh, similar to a Disney world at some point, that was very environmentally forward in its messages hmm. to visitors. Um, uh, but, yeah, basically this this whole thing is like, this is where all the trash of the world ends up. It's not the end of the world in a time sense. It is the end of the world as in this is where everything is lost or forgotten and also this is what could be the end of the world because you know destroy destroying the world through pollution will eventually destroy the entire world yeah yeah all this trash uh and you know like a chair washes up and sherry's like god what what a waste this could have easily been fixed up and kept and used and stuff like that this is the one bit where like that environmental message seems to really shine through yeah recycle Um, kids uh, yeah recycle it's good for you yeah recycle recycle or an evil wizard will turn you into a puppet (laughs) i mean mean, yeah i think you mean the cycle the cycle (laughs) oh man man. yeah um no and this is this is really visually stunning i don't blame you not being able to describe it properly (laughs) yeah yeah we'll just tell you to watch yeah watch this part of if you're gonna watch any of it watch this part guys oh yeah this part is good um it's really good just watch this whole movie it's surprisingly really entertaining Mm, mm. um yeah and you know we we meet the trojan horse who is smaller than expected, but also much more ornamental than expected. So I'll give them points for that. And and also a rocking horse. Yeah, also <laughs> a rocking horse. <laughs> is a nice take. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they find him, and um, they 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 clean him up, and uh, because everything in at the end of the world is is covered in cobwebs and. It, it's uh, mm, uh, one could say that uh, it, the world was gray, 
and unformed <laughs> um, at the end of the world. So they clean him up, and uh, he's a, a stunningly painted rocking horse who mm. then proceeds to um, give Lord Karuku's origin in literally the most creepy fashion mm. humanly possible, which is stare into my empty eye hole yeah. and I will show you <laughs> Lord Karuku's secret origin. Yep. And uh, Cameron, want to talk about Lord Karuku's dark yeah. past? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, you folks will all know that here at Monster Deer Monster Incorporated, we have a deep and abiding love for yokai and in particular, a deep and abiding love for the Sukumogami, which has ruined so many of our attempts to run Yoko of the Week by being such a generic term. Lord Karuku falls under this message, <laughs> under this under this canopy. Uh, basically, he was a puppet. He was a wonderful, great puppet, and eventually people just stopped playing with him and threw him away, and he washed all the way out to the end of the world. Uh, now... It's important to note, the end of the world is always in Twilight, which, again, Dark Souls. God, <laughs> this is very Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> but there is there is a single spot where the sun manages to shine through the clouds, sort of choking the air in the area. And that's where Kuruku washed up. And after two to three hundred years of, of, just in, of just lying dead and abandoned and unwanted in the sun there, he, slow, he slowly sort of came to sentience and came to magical power but the only thing left powering him was his hatred for the living, uh, and in particular the humans that abandoned him and threw him away. So he decided he'd make puppets of them all and build himself his own wonderful kingdom on the corpses of every living thing in the entire planet. Yep. Yeah, it's like, if you don't recycle, like the wizard will kill you. <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess um, uh, an important note was he wasn't just a puppet of anyone. He was the puppet of a powerful witch and wizard. Yeah. Which probably, uh, yeah. you know, probably helps. <laughs> um, yeah. And I distinctly remember this sequence being like terrifying to oh, me yeah. as a child. Because I can see that. <laughs> uh, like, it's, it's, it's like it, the, the, the setting is kind of dark. You've got this, this puppet that is like, Every like any shred of like clothing, like like uh, anything that makes it look like specifically and distinctly human mm. is gone. It kind of just looks like it looks like a poseable wooden figure, and yeah, it just wakes up and it 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 looks at its hands and immediately its eyes ignite with a hatred for humanity, yeah, and. It zombie walks into the ocean to exact that. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> oh man! In fact, in fact, uh, in fact, mm. the Trojan horse specifically says, "In the moment he woke up, it kindled within him a mm. burning hatred for." humanity oh yeah by the way lord karuku is gwyn um <laughs> yeah he found the first flame within the ashen lake and you know etc etc um <laughs> he's both god it's so dark souls he's yeah 
Uh, yeah, he's both Gwen and Vendrick mm. rolled up in a modulated ball of pure evil. Yep, yep. It's it's pretty good to be honest. Like it is a solid villainous backstory, mm-hmm. um, and one you don't expect to see coming because, like as you said, like th- there's little hints. Like his fingers have these weird blunt ends, and there's the strings he descends on. I think we catch a glimpse of his legs at one point they're like little robot jointed legs mm-hmm. but he's just such a weird ever-shifting ball of magic otherwise that you can't really pick up on the puppet thing unless you're really thinking about it right so it was a pretty it was a pretty good twist for a villainous backstory that i quite liked <laughs> um and so uh unico and company as hey how can we i have no idea you just have to try and see yeah. if your goodness can beat his evil. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, that's like, I kind of really appreciate, not helpful at all, but I also kind of appreciate like no magical MacGuffin, like mm. shoot him in the face with this arrow and then he'll stop his reign of terror. It's just mm. like, hey, you just have to try. Yeah, that's do your all best. I've, that's all I've got for you, kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, emboldened by the possibility that they could maybe win if the wind is right, they fly back to the <laughs> island of magic uh, to confront Lord Karuku one final time. Uh, mm-hmm. And we get, uh, like, I, I think the moment they touch down on the Island of Magic, uh, they turn up the, like, this is this is budget for, like, mm. the rest of the film uh, because it is a stunningly animated sequence. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, you want to you wanna take this just kind of the best thing ever? <laughs> um, is this the giant chase scene? Because I forgot. <laughs> is, isn't this where the, like, the dragons chasing them like immediately? Well, well, it's uh, they they get there and they have weird rushing tunnel, um, mm. uh, where the 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 castle is actually shifting and impeding their progress, um. And uh, they're both just trying to get to Lord Karuku to, like, say, no, don't do this. And then they encounter the dragon, mm. uh, who mm. then proceeds to burst through all the barriers that they just, all the death traps that they managed to escape from. Um, but all the noise gets Karuku's attention. <laughs> uh, he comes down to... He comes down to to figure out what's going on, and he's like, "Wait a second, those that kid, kid, and that thing that I turned into <laughs> toys." <laughs> and and uh, Cameron, you wanna you wanna deal with like uh, the 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 Karuku revelation and the Toby betrayal? Because we da, all knew da, that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, um, we knew this was happening. Um, so Toby, poor dear apprentice space boy Toby, um, does his best to 
betray Kuruku. Um, <laughs> his best is not enough, obviously. Um, but he's, he's like, take that, and zaps him really good and causes flowers to sprout all over him. And it's like, oh, you, you're doing that trick still. You didn't learn any, actually. Didn't really learn any fighting magic, did nope. you? Um <laughs> yeah um and then Kruk's like oh haha very funny then tries to blast him with the puppet spell as normal but actually just produces a flower out of one finger yeah <laughs> which was actually okay that was not a bad spell well done um <laughs> but then we just basically get the laser show because you know T- toby's finger gunning it with one one finger per blast but Karuku just has those flat tipped puppet fingers <laughs> and so has like five beams per hand of this intense magical energy all over the place and you know they go they go they go for a bit but lord Karuku is the master of all the magics and he hates humanity etc etc he gets toby in the end um poor poor living puppeted toby i'm remembering that right aren't i yes yes you are yes Good. And this is um, where they also start going super crazy with Lord oh, yeah. Colors because colors and shapes because mm-hmm. like he's just like turning from red to green and it's not lighting, it's just literally he, he is yeah. just physically shifting colors mm-hmm. like a evil cuttlefish all over <laughs> <laughs> an angry one. He's very upset. Yes. Yeah. Um, very angry one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get the uh, we get Sherry begging to turn Toby back, and Ruku's like, "Oh, do you hate me? I love that you're terrified of it, of me. Mm. It makes me so happy." Yeah. And, and he goes into he go he he gives his villain speech of like, mm. "I hate humanity so much. I hated having to laugh when they wanted me to laugh and." smile when they wanted me to smile and now mm. I'm the one that controls them. And Sherry's just like, please, will you do it? And it's the thing that that's mm. her constant pleading for him to show a bit of humanity is the thing that sets him off. And he mm. fires his finger, his finger laser at Unico and Sherry dodges in the way and pushes him out of the way. And Sherry's now a living puppet and Unico's all alone. Um, mm-hmm. It should be noted that the Sphinx's daughter like immediately like buggered off and like went <laughs> off to do her own thing. Mm. Um, and, 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 and ended up running into Melvin Magnificent. And yeah. they had like a little bit together. Mm-hmm. But um yes, this is this is the uh everyone's gone. It's all up to Unico and, and and instead of being sad he he has to confront Lord Karuku. Mm-hmm. And we get the uh the end of this movie. Oh man, they they go hard for the climax, I gotta say. <laughs> the whole castle like lifts um, up into the sky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um th- there's a fight. Unico uh co uh just finally somehow dispatches uh not somehow, but finally dispatches the screaming toy dragon who just mm. uh he tricks into falling off of a cliff into yeah. the ocean. Um <laughs> where it still one. screams to this day. Yep. Yeah. 
and 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 Unicode's resolve has he hasn't transformed into a full unicorn, but he mm. he has gotten little weirdly insect wings. Yeah, yeah, like dragonfly wings. And is flittering <laughs> around that way and uh he and Karuku literally have a Death Star Trench fight <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> uh, throughout the castle. And uh, Karuku thinks he's won after mm-hmm. he's destroyed a sizable portion of his castle. Yeah. No, there's Unico, bruised and dirty and dusty and pleading with Karuku. And you... I love, I love this scene because Karuku has like the weird kind of like super cartoony villain stamping his feet, like mm. angry reaction, and yeah. then it's a finger snap, and he goes completely rigid and just says, "I am through playing games with you," mm. and <laughs> and breaks off the top half of his castle. Mm-hmm. So that Yumiko has nowhere to escape to for the final confrontation. Yeah. Cameron, cool. I want to hear about your thoughts on this final confrontation. It was the most anime-ass shit I've seen in my life. <laughs> uh, it was kind of really sad as well because Yumiko's like, I don't want to have to hurt you. And I'm like, and now, with the information I've gained from you two about the other movie, I'm like, is he beginning to remember the other murders? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't want to have to hurt you. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, they, they do the fight, which in this case means Unico leaps forward bravely because that's what you do when your only weapon is attached directly to the top of your head. Um, and appears to, like, the shot was a little weird for me, but it, to me it looked like punch right through Kuruku, but it seems it was more like a big cut, basically along one puppety shoulder. Um, and Yuko's like, oh no, I think I've lost, and Kuruku's like, what do, you, what do you mean you lost? <laughs> Clinging to this bit of rock with like this great gaping wound. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's just like, uh, I, forget, I forget the exact flow of the conversation, but basically... Unico explains that he's very sad because he's he's upset that he's having to hurt Kuruku and Kuruku's like why does that make you feel bad I'm awful and he's like yes but we could have been friends it's like friends friends <laughs> like really megalomaniacal you're just a lonely boy thing yeah. yeah you're just a lonely little Unico um <laughs> and like just basically it turns into the I mean, the big big deal is the best fights in anime are always actually debates between two opposing ideologies. Mm-hmm. And here's Uni- here, Unico's ideology is friendship is good, and I would love to have been your friend and have convinced you peacefully to not puppet the entire world into your castle. Um, and Kuruku's view is obviously all living things must die. Um, and, and also, and also, <laughs> stop making me feel good things! It's yeah. literally killing me! <laughs> me you yeah. are actually killing me <laughs> with your kindness yeah because uh, there, there was kind of a secret magic MacGuffin. uh it's just uh trojan horse didn't know um after all these years of spite the only thing keeping kuku going is hate yep and the more and the more unico 
like weeps and sobs and says they says he feels awful about having to do this and that he would have liked to have gotten to know Karuku and would have liked to have been friends with Karuku, the weaker and weaker Karuku's resolve gets until finally it snaps and he is literally killed with kindness, yeah. basically. The, the, <laughs> Which is such a good end. Yep. For that. <laughs> um, the the oh, castle man. the castle crumbles. Uh, Karuku's lifeless body falls from the sky and is reverted to his puppet form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, in retrospect, I realized that, like, um, that wasn't a clean break when he separated the castle. So that mm. means that there are, are torsos and legs. <laughs> all over that oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> um, or just and, the ones they murdered yes. by they're in the middle of their fight, smashing everything. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, because everybody yeah, gets unpuppeted except for all those various body parts. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, man, that is a uh, that is a hey. There's your there's our Mikolash moment mm. of Unico <laughs> and the Island of Magic, um, and um, uh, Unico is spent. The uh, West Wind blows in and is like Christ, like can't like nothing nowhere i can't put you anywhere you've murdered you again you <laughs> did it yeah <laughs> time to take you somewhere else and hope that your bloodlust subsides <laughs> um so we um, we can agree that unico got sent to the cabin in the woods right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, no and, spoilers. Um. But but sad, but sadly, he doesn't get a chance to say goodbye to Sherry. Mm. There's uh, uh, he Unico for his crimes of murder uh, gets no closure. <laughs> um, um, Sherry, uh, Sherry's mother, father, and Toby family mm. uh, is is extinguished because they all were effectively dead for a period of time. Hmm. And uh, the movie ends with Sherry picking up uh, the puppet that was Karuku and pulling it tight to her. Yeah. Giving us, yeah. giving us the overall impression that it'll be okay for everybody. Until she gets bored with the puppet Unico. and throws right. it away again. And also, except, and once again, except for the people that have been broken in two and three yeah, and fours. That's yep. I don't think the animators thought about when they did nope. it. Nope. We want, we want this big, impressive fight where the top of the castle goes flying up into, like, space, and they fight up there, and someone someone in the PR department went, wait, what, isn't the castle made of people? And the animators go, no, it's made of rock. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> we don't work with the story department. We just want to make things look good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is Unico in the Island of Magic. It is a fever dream. It is a nightmare. It is yeah. amazing. It is legitimately sweet. It's uh, it's got some like really good like logic to it. Once again, mm. I say I love that people react the way yeah. that people would naturally react in situations like that. Mm. Um, mm. Which is a really weird thing to say. Also, it's dark. So- 
Also, Miyazaki stole all sorts of nonsense from this movie and made Dark Souls. That's yeah. that's the most important part of yeah. <laughs> Island of Magic. Where was my Dark Souls 3 boss fight against Melvin the Magnificat? Oh, Miyazaki. man. That would have been great. <laughs> I, if only. I, I cannot believe that... Mm. Like, I feel bad kind of throwing this out there now because I kind of want to video of like, <laughs> oh, you think you've got all of the Dark Souls influence. Check out Munico and the Island of Magic for I mean, the Dark hey, Souls deep cut. Go for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, guys. Yeah. What uh, would you would you recommend Unico in the Island of Magic? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, get yourself <laughs> a good frame of mind first, maybe. <laughs> I think it just Don't naturally happened because I was in a bad mood. <laughs> uh, I look. I, I can see. I can see what I can see. A scenario where I was in the perfect setup for this movie to really fully take it in. Mm-hmm. Even so, I, I was not in the perfect state to take this movie, and it was still, it was still a goddamn trip. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, it was an amazing trip. <laughs> yeah, you don't this need to movie... do drugs, kids. Just watch no. old eighties anime. This this movie has has some of the most extreme tonal whiplash of any children's film that I've ever seen. It mm-hmm. is, it is a, tr- it is a treasure. Mm-hmm. Unico and the Island of Magic is a treasure. It, it, Lord Karuku is the most unsettling cartoon villain I think I've ever encountered. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, if you are looking for uh, a good time or possibly <laughs> a bad time, we all recommend <laughs> Unico and Island of Magic. And if you're you're uh, also so inclined after viewing that, uh, The Adventures of Unico. But it's nowhere near as crazy as mm. Island of Magic. It's um, not, but it serves as a uh, good which is, intro into it since it's really one story. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, because, yes, you have, you have to... You, because you have to know... Because that Unico has killed before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. His room uh, is not clean. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I want to I wanna thank you for coming on this trip with me. Thank you because... for inviting me on this wonderful journey. <laughs> yeah, this, this was an excellent recommendation and uh, far more entertaining um than i like originally envisioned when you brought this up it's like really unicorn okay. <laughs> then it ended up being great um i mean I- i'm gonna try to track down some of the manga and it looks like the uh overseas dvd release of both these films has the unico pilot film um on it as an extra oh okay so interested in, in that as cool well. yeah 
That sounds um, good. Yeah. Uh, who would have thought that secretly buried in this bizarre film, we may have seen the origins of both the Dreg Heap and Ash Lake. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. yeah. That's that's Unico. That that is the the Unico double feature. Um, I mm. I hope you uh, all enjoyed listening to us lose our minds over this series because it's <laughs> nuts. Yeah. Um. So, guys, you want to do some uh, some shopkeeping and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, are you in the Valley of Demons? Apparently. I don't know why Twitter suddenly started playing audio when it's <laughs> never done that before, but okay. <laughs> Thanks, I, I was, guess. Uh, Lord Kuruku coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dave, where can people find you on It cut out a little bit, but I'm, gu- I'm guessing you're asking me where they can find me on the internet. Um, I am on Twitter pretty much solely under at Stentinot underscore plus. And Cameron, where can people find you online? Uh, you, you can find me on the Twitter as well at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Um, yeah, come come swing by for the um, for the degradation of my entire country's political system over a long period of time and we're all very tired about it um and and cats so there's there's some good on there yes (laughs) (laughs) and Uh, how about you (laughs) you can find well (laughs) online at dr faust is dead on twitter you can also find me on youtube by Searching for Dr. Faust is dead because I'm really tired of giving my URL every episode. Um, where I make videos sometimes, occasionally, maybe, when mm. I don't work 12-hour days, which is never anymore. Um, so, yeah. Uh, come take a look at my stuff, and maybe if you're lucky... In three months, I'll post something new that's 15 seconds long. Uh, but no, I'm kidding. I'm working very hard. This uh, My project's almost done. My game's almost released. And hopefully, I will go back to uh, being able to provide all you lovely people with uh, hopefully entertaining content. Um, yeah, so that's me. Uh, Excellent. So, yeah, guys, once again, really want to thank you for uh, coming on this Unicode journey with me. And listeners, I super want to thank you for coming on this journey with us because I know um, it's uh, weird. And also, I missed a bit of shopkeeping because do we have any emails? Do we have anything, any questions for Unico and Island of Magic? That's the sound of the wind. No, we have nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Because you know what? If you, if, if you listen to this episode and watch this movie and then want to write 
into us about this movie, mm. we are more than happy to discuss it later because I highly suggest that you people watch oh, yeah. in the Island of Magic. So uh, get back to us on that. And otherwise, for Dave and Cameron, <laughs> this is Leonard and... This has been Monster Dear Monster. I was I was trying to really trying to do, do a thing. No. That's sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're we're okay. Australian just not cooperate. I heard word <laughs> and word. <laughs> uh, take it easy, everyone. Yeah. Bye bye, <laughs> y'all.